from the old National Bank State Street studio, this is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. DeRozan. Neesmith hassling it. Levine comes to save it. They got to move. They got to move the ball. Three on the shot clock, and Levine hassled by McConnell. Got to move the basketball. It's too much one-on-one now. They're starting to trap the ball now and really forcing the Bulls to play fast. Two passes out of the double team. You got to start moving the basketball like you said. Pacers shoot for their first lead of the game. It's McConnell. Puts him in front for the first time. Ten on the shot clock. Levine. McConnell knocked it away. Zach's got to stop trying to go at, at McConnell. He's killing McConnell, right yeah, now. He's, he's, too, he's got in his, he's in his chest. He's got to get the ball away from him. There's a screen by Caruso. He gets the switch with Heal. Drives it and Heald stripped him. That's a break for the Bulls as they'll keep the possession. Heald is actually asking for a review. If I'm Rick Carlisle, I would consider the review here. Levine may have been last to touch. And, then, you know, they didn't even need the challenge. They overturned it. That was the right call. It was off of Zach Levine. Levine separates. Step back three. No. Caruso tapped it out. Nine seconds left. Got to go. Levine traveled. Wow. Traveled with the basketball. Was turnover after turnover. It really was comical at, at you know, at the end. In kind of a sadistic way, but it was... You just shook my head and giggled. It, it, like, what are we it, doing? It's like you can't... It, it, it's almost like they're past the point of getting mad. Yeah. Like, where are they going? They're 22 and 25. They're in the 10 spot. I know where they're going. Nowhere. They're going nowhere. And uh, where are they going at the end of the year? Because they've got zero draft capital. They've got, they've got this Portland pick that... Portland right now has that uh, protected if they're not in the playoffs. So they're not getting Portland's pick. Portland has faded, as a lot of people expected them to do. They're below 500. Portland's going to keep their lottery pick the way this has gone. So they're not going to get the Portland pick. And then if the Bulls don't finish in the top four in the lottery... That pick goes to Orlando. So you're going to have a team that is going nowhere, not go anywhere in the draft. How the hell are you fixing this? You're not. You can't. Listen, I think we had an interesting conversation upstairs. What do you think, just in general terms, they should do? Because I would say pivot. However you pivot, I can't give you specifics. What you're doing right now isn't working. We even got into the conversation. Nobody was 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 asking for it. But Melly thinks it's more likely that they'll re-sign Vooch than trade Vooch. Yeah. And, and it's not that he's an advocate of re-signing Vooch, but he just said, like, and I think that you've got... Like, I, I, I think you get a new group in there, and they're blind to some of their own mistakes, and it's less likely that they'll be willing to pivot and move away from their early decisions than it is that they do the right thing and get off the course that they've put themselves on and try to salvage something. Look, I don't know if they're going to trade DeRozan or Zach Levine now. 
I think it's something maybe at the end of the year when you've got the entire league looking to build a team that you should be open to. Um, But I do believe with Vooch being a free agent and him playing well lately and his skill set being able to do a lot of different things, that you should be able to get a first-round pick from a good team. Now, it's not a a franchise-changing pick. It will be an end-of-the-first-round pick from a team that is looking to do stuff in the postseason this year. An asset that will help you in the future. At least it gets you a first-round pick. Maybe you could take Alex Caruso, a guy who a lot of playoff teams would like to have. Can he get you a pick? Can him and something get you a pick? A lot of people like Alex Caruso. On this team now, I loved Alex Caruso last year. When they were winning and he was a a player coming off the bench and doing a lot of different things, he was a fun player to have. On a team that's three games under five hundred, when you're asking him to do too much, when you're asking him to score and he can't score, when he's breaking down, but when, when he's on a winning team and you need a steal, when you need him to defend, when you need him to play 15 or 20 minutes, he can do that role like he did with the Lakers. What Maybe you, you could trade him? him to a winning team. Maybe they could you could get a first-round pick for him. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm looking to trade those types of players to try to get something for them right now. This, I, like I don't, I, I, I don't believe Michael Reinsdorf is going to have the appetite to just trade everyone and blow it all up and go for the does, top four pick this year. Does the do the people in charge, not just Michael Reinsdorf, does Eversley and do AK as well? Like these they made some pretty significant decisions and moves and signings in their short time here. Are they gonna completely steer away from those decisions quickly? Or because it it is their legacy, are they going to cling to them and just hope things get better? Well, what, what's the smarter? You tell well, me you're a smart it, guy. It would, what's a smarter move? It would not be status quo. It would be to stick and move. Right. Those but are that's the best. Not, the, like, like, again, to just, again, wrap your arms around something that isn't working simply because it's your move. Right. It, no, no. What's the, more likely? But, but, again, the Patrick Williams thing, and, and this is where I believe, again, in Lowry Markinen and Wendell Carter and some of the other players are good examples of this. I'd be patient. I'm not yes. looking to trade Patrick Williams on his rookie deal right now at a lower level. I agree. Like Because what you're getting back for him, to me, isn't going to reshape your franchise. What could reshape your franchise is if Patrick Williams can blossom. So I would stand pat with Patrick Williams, who doesn't cost you a lot, and let him get as much play time as possible. Great. He may frustrate yeah, you at times, right. but well, like these right. are growing pains that hopefully pay dividends down the road. But you can't have it both ways. You no. can't ask, why is Lowry Markinen all of a sudden blossoming and say, let's trade Patrick Williams. Sure. He's frustrating me. You have to you have to go through the growing pains, and I'm not saying that Patrick Williams is going to be Lowry Markkinen, but let's let let's develop, let's try to find something with some of the young players. And right now, you have to get what you can from Vooch. You should not be signing him at the end of the year, and you and you should trade at a high point that he's at right now. You have to trade him. You have to. I, no, I'm with you 100. percent I like look. I'm. I probably was was more positive about Zach Levine than others. And I thought that maybe the arc would continue in the approve. He's still he'll have a stretch where you're like, okay, that's what I was looking for. That's a 
And then, again, you'll see him do some of the stuff like he did last night. We're both, we're both Zach Levine things. Like, every time, like, it, it always comes back to the max contract. Like, we should be able to, even though we were pro Zach Levine, max, because I do believe he still will have trade value. It shouldn't always come back to whether you were in favor or not of the contract. A player getting zero points who is supposed to be your best player or your second best player, your co-best player. Highest paid player. To not get a single point in the fourth quarter is inexcusable. A guy to get six turnovers, inexcusable. His basketball IQ at times is one of the lowest in the entire NBA. Yeah. And that, and again, in this town, that's not good enough. No matter if you're a supporter of his or like Jesse was saying this morning, and I know I have friends of mine, my buddy Jordy, he wanted 10 minutes on the show today. (laughs) He goes, can I call and can I talk about Zach for 10 minutes? I get text messages from him during Bulls games. He can't stand Zach Levine. He hates him. He's his least favorite athlete in this town. It's inexcusable watching him. Like you I said to you earlier, I'm TJ not... McConnell. That's you yeah. hear Stacey King saying Zach's got to back off of TJ McConnell. <laughs> you got to worry about McConnell. You got to worry about him. I don't. Again, I don't know all of the the max players in the league or the highest paid players in the league. I'm not sure I've ever seen anyone have as bad a stretch in a short period of time. As Zach had last night when he kept turning it over and turning it over and turning it over. And then in the out-of-bounds play, he had to call timeout. And then, then they put Caruso as the inbounds guy. Like, it was a stretch that just had... He's supposed to be taking games over at that moment, not turning the ball over. Take a game over, don't turn the ball over. And it just kept happening. I mean, it's, it's frustrating as F. Yeah, I know, and I thought, and I like I said earlier on the show, I got home and I'm like, look at the Bulls. The Bulls are growing up, at least. They're playing like big boys, at least. They went in on a back-to-back night. They're taking an injury-plagued Pacers team. That plays hard but doesn't have a ton of talent right, right now. They're right, banged right, up. Right, right, right. And, and they're handing it to them. They're up 16 or whatever. What were they up at one time? 21? Oh, they were up 20. 20 plus. Was, when I yeah. looked at the screen, it was 16 at that point. I think they were up 21 at one point, 21 or 22. And like, they're playing like, they're playing like a team like they should. They're starting to come into their, their own. They're healthier now and they're going on the road. They're about to win their fourth in a row. And things were, the guys were in a good mood on NBC Sports Chicago. And at the end of the night, there was Will Purdue. Talking about how crappy of a team they are and how they don't share the ball and how sloppy they get. And then it's that same, it's like after the Oklahoma City game, after those Washington Wizards games. They beat some of these teams like the Celtics. This year they've beaten some of the good teams. They have these losses that punch you in the face. I believe that they were over from behind the arc in the second half of last night's game, weren't they? Were they over? Like, they don't have shooting. They don't have shooting. They have the same guys who drive you crazy. One game, Kobe White's good. The next three games, he's meh. Seventh overall pick. Look, Io's a good player. He's a role player. But you, if you're asking him to be your difference maker right now or one of them, he's got to be better at shooting that corner three. 
Right. Cap I mean, brought up today that uh, Alex Caruso, you know, he scores four points right off the bat. He didn't score another point yeah. right away at, at the rest of the game. You got just a bunch of guys on this team. It's like I said, it was frustrating. It was frustrating. Then I started to giggle. That's all. I guess it was just a reflex. But when I start, when I saw Zach continue to kick it away. And then they couldn't get the ball inbounds against that. I get it. The Pacers, they play hard. They play hard. <laughs> he couldn't get the ball inbound. Then you threw it away. Yeah, Caruso had his ball tipped. Yeah. Zach, at one time, couldn't find Caruso wide open and underneath the called timeout. What do you, timeout. I mean, like, what, what are you looking for? You have to know if they send two guys at DeMar, right? It, that somebody's going to be open. Right. DeMar usually does make the pass when he's doubled. Yeah. But, that, but, but, now, but now the no problem one is, is a three. that's exactly right. right. It's what happened in the Milwaukee series. Yes. So, like, for everyone who, wants to rip, who, everyone who wants to rip DeMar for playing hero ball, no one can make the open shot. Nobody. There were several occasions where DeMar was doing the good, made the good basketball decision. But then, you know, what ends up happening is when Zach tries to take over the game in the fourth and it's not working, then DeMar will take over. And I think at la- you know, last night, you, because you weren't hitting any threes, you were trading twos for threes at the end. And you just, I mean, it was just, it was, it was poo. So here's the question. 2,100 people have voted. I put the, the Twitter poll out there. We'll take some Bulls calls, 312-332-3776. We've been so stuck in the NBA bunker, or with the NFL bunker, I should say, that we have not talked a lot of Bulls. A lot of people don't want to even talk Bulls. They have made you so sick, and they have been so bad, and they've been so unwatchable at times that a lot of people don't even care to talk Bulls anymore. Like, one good season in these la- in like a la- the last decade. The way Jerry's teams have worked recently. This is this team is the antithesis of the team you saw for what the first twenty five games of last year, even more like that. Thirty five games. Fun, they were a fun watch for probably forty five or fifty games for first two thirds of the year, and that was it. And then, and then it was over. And the years before that, they were awful. The Jim Boylan and the Fred Hoiberg teams. And, and and it's just like the White Sox season, right? Yeah. Where every time you thought they were getting to over 500, just every time you thought they were going to catch the Twins, every time you thought the Guardians weren't a threat, you thought they had a run in them. You Every time you think the Bulls are about to, okay, get healthy, play for each other, be better, here they are, three under, 10th spot. No run, unwatchable, unlikable, not going anywhere, no future, no draft capital, Boy, that was bleak. That was bleak. Well, where are they going? You no, know, I know. It's 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 not a it's not a fun team to watch, that's for sure. So here's so here, who will AK trade at the NBA deadline? Nobody. That's your answer? Mm-hmm. I, I I went with the big three. I think he'll make some peripheral moves. He's got to trade Vooch. I would still vote for Vooch. I gave you DeRozan, Levine, Vooch, or none of the above. You're voting for none. None. You think they're staying as is, a Gar Pax move. I think that a we group that out. has been in, in charge for such a short period of time. What was their mantra at the end of last season? Continuity uh, health. The oh, more we're together and the healthier we get, the better we're going to be. Where are they going to get a pick? I look, How are I, they going to improve themselves no in the offseason? Miller thinks that it's more likely that they're going to re-sign For Vooch. what? For what, 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 and what are they going to do? Because it's paid them off so well? No, but to, to the point, 
like I don't think a fir- like a late first round pick, and I don't even know if you probably I guess there's probably some team that's at the back end that would give you that, but I don't He's know if 32. that's going to move the needle for AK and Eversley when you're going to have to you're going to have to swallow hard if you want to make that deal, and it'll be a full admission from them that that trade. It's already been no, made. No, we know that, we Sylvie. Know, right, but it's hard but to make that admission with your actions when you've been in the know, job for two years. We all know what's what's a late-round first-round pick in the NBA except a dart throw. Really? No, seriously. Like, You're right. you, like outside of Giannis... You know, and the, even that's well, in the te- even mid, that's the mid. teens, right? Like Jimmy Jimmy Butler is a, a late pick thirty. Mm-hmm. That's been, one right. star. No, you're right. You know what I'm saying? Like, now, though, I know. Now in the NBA, the later portion of the first round, there's so many kids that come out of college now that maybe aren't ready to be in the NBA. But Galen, if you give them Terry, yeah. Well, maybe they aren't ready to be in the NBA, but you give them exactly. like a year or two, and they actually turn into something. Just because Listen, there's so much talent now at the young levels. that's It's better than not having a pick. I, I don't disagree with you. I'm, but I, I think based on the way Arturis and, and Eversley are going to look at this, and because he's had moments this year where he's played better than he was last year, I think they're more inclined to sign him up to an extension, Oof. cross their fingers, and hope Lonzo Ball gets back next year. Just like the and, just like and, Pax did with Derek. Probably. And you think, like, after not playing for a year and a half, no, no, no. that Lonzo's going to come back full throttle, I like don't. all this, this magic elixir? I don't, but I think that's the can, plan can that they're going to try and sell us. Can't even you, run without a limp on you, a treadmill, and, and all of a sudden, when he does come back, he's going to be playing this great basketball like he played last year. This is a conversation about the right thing to do, the most likely thing that will be done. So, I mean, you can understand why, like, I'm leaning in the same direction. I don't think it's the right thing to do. I think like like but it's hard to admit that that you came in, you made these decisions, they didn't work. So we're going to actually pivot and go away from them, which in a lot of instances is the right thing to do. Don't dwell on the mistake. Just move on from it. Sunk cost. And Sunk here's cost. the thing though. Think about it. They're 11 and 7 in their last 18. If they win another couple games, they're 500, baby. Let's go. I, and, and I'm with you, Sylvia. I think your plan is the right way to approach it. I just don't think that this front office has any appetite for that. And we know how that ownership group likes, likes, the their, likes their playoff uh, berths, whether they, whether they advance past the first round or not. They're going to be, t- they're 10th right now. They're 22 and 25. Oh, that's a play in game, Pacers baby. The Pacers are 24 and 25. Hawks are 24 and 24. The Knicks are 26 and 23. Like, they don't have a guaranteed playoff spot until the sixth seed, and that's how many games back? That's uh, you're three games behind, uh, you're four games behind the Heat right now for that. You're not catching the Heat. Here's this the, is what they're going to use as, as the reason why. Hey, we just need to continue to, to make progress. They're not going to admit their mistakes. We'll eventually get Lonzo back. Like, look, I, I'm not saying that's the right way, but I think it's the most likely decision that they make in the building. I think another thing, too, this play-in tournament has created a new level of NBA purgatory. This is a new dimension to get stuck in now. And it looks like the Bulls may be the team that ends up as one of these first couple teams that gets stuck in that level right now. Hmm. But think about how exciting that play-in game will be for two days, three days. Game 163. <laughs> Game 83 and 45. We're going to red out. We're going to, yeah. 83 and 84. We're going to create some drama like you've never seen. 
It just it stinks because so how team, does it work again? Ten versus nine, seven versus eight. The winner of seven versus eight gets in. Correct. Yep. And then and then the winner versus eight versus nine plays the loser of seven versus eight. And no, then, no, no. Yes. Winner seven, of nine, seven, eight, ten plays. Yeah. Seven, the winner eight. of nine, ten, ten plays, plays the loser, loser of seven, seven eight. eight. Yeah. <laughs> Marcus in Minneapolis. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Marcus? What's up, guys? Hey, man. First off, I would say my number one problem with the Bulls, I said this the day they hired him. I don't know what show I called. Billy Donovan was a bad hire. He's not creative uh, X's and O's wise. As you can see, the last couple uh, close games we had. It's out of time our plays are terrible. But the reason I called was about DeMar. Um, referencing a rant yesterday with Will Purdue, I think he explained it perfectly with DeMar. People look at the points. Like last night, he put up 33 points. Let's say he had a good game. But when he plays the way he plays, he takes the team out of the the, the game. You know, like I think he said, like, the first half, Patrick Williams had five rebounds. But then when DeMar starts to change his playing style and no one else is involved offensively, it kind of takes your, your, your intensity away or your want to, to do things like rebounding and things like that. When you get the, the ball to DeMar, and he's a black hole. So I, I wouldn't just look at the points. I would just look at, like, it's just bad team basketball. But, Marcus, there were times last night where he was making good basketball decisions and guys weren't hitting wide open, right. open looks right. from the corner. And then there's other times where Zach has the ball and actually takes it and hands it to a pacer. Like, that's not DeMar the ball right. going in and not coming out. Or, or like but, Zach is stuck and not scoring points, and then DeMar's like, F this. Now it's time for me to go to the hoop and I'll lay it in. And he had a, a big late basket to actually draw them even because they needed him. But, but Sylvie, that, that last night last night was a, it was a terrible game by Zach. That's not the, the best example. Um, when guys are knocking down shots like the Milwaukee series you said last year. But for mo- for the most part, you, you have uh, Patrick Williams standing in the corner and De- DeMar's just holding, dribbling the ball and shooting half court. It's just not good. And it's not good development for Patrick Williams either. That's why I think we need to trade DeMar. Like, Patrick Williams is not going to develop sitting in the corner waiting on a, a spot up three. That's my opinion, but thanks, guys. All right, yeah, Marcus, thanks, Marcus. Thank you. I, I, look, I think it's less... To be honest with you, because I, I bet on DeMar quite a bit for points. And there are times like, all right, you, now I'm, I'm, I'm saying, hey, shoot. Come on, you got to shoot. Shoot right. it. Where he's actually, I think, now making more decisions to get guys more involved. And those guys can't make shots. Right. And, and DeMar, after Patrick Williams' big game the other day, says, I'm the biggest pain in the ass on Patrick Williams on this team. He's the one who keeps telling him, stay aggressive, stay aggressive, yeah. go to the hoop. Uh, look for your shot. He's the guy who's looking, and remember when I was in studio about the type of team leader he is, to yeah. blame DeMar because he's looking to score when the offense bogs down. I think that's backwards. If you want to argue that you're never going to win an NBA title when he's your one at his age and not being able to make threes and he's not a great defensive player right now, I, okay, fine. I, I totally will buy that. But I think that... that I think last night was a good example of he ended up with 32. You know why? Because no one else could make a GD shot. And he had and to. No, right. And he had to actually, to keep his team in a game that they should have won, 
he had to be the guy that was taking the majority of the shots because nobody else was picking up. I his agree. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. What do you think the Bulls will do? If you want to weigh in on some of the Bears conversation and you missed the Mel Kiper uh, interview, we'll replay that at five. Taking all your phone calls right now. ESPN one thousand, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to Waddle and Sylvie. Watch us and join the chat. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago on Twitch.tv or the Twitch app. Adams and Wheaton on ESPN 1000 with Carmen in New York. Hey, Adam. Hey, guys. I uh, love your show. Thank you. Thank you. ESPN. Thank you. By far. Thank you. So, That's right. The good kid. Show on uh, ESPN, Carmen Yurko, and then Yurko pipes in. By far, you got to believe in yourself. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's right. Would, wouldn't expect him to say any anything else. Uh, Waddle and Sylvie, right now. Speaking of uh, Carmen and Yurko, <laughs> we've got their better half right now. He's usually the one that doesn't uh, do that, but we'll be doing it shortly for medical reasons. Yeah. All right, Carmen, you're about to uh, drink the juice. Is that what you're about to I, do? I you like the juice? You like the juice? The juice is good, no? Carmen DeFalco I, joining us. I have, uh, I've taken a few sips. And, How's uh, it yeah, taste? I got like 14 ounces to go. It's not good, but it's also, they said you could, they said feel free to like put an electrolyte mix in there. So like I took one of the electrolyte packs that I take yeah. in the morning, which is orange flavored, uh-huh. and I put it in. So I feel smoothie? like it's. Little Killing b- the nastiness a little bit. Little butt gun but smoothie, as they call it. I'm, I'm going to start taking a few big chugs here. Here we go. And so and then how, how soon will you do it? Bad. Bad? It is bad. You're not kidding. It's, yeah. It tastes bad. Even with the mix, in, I can't imagine without the mix how bad it would be. Well, let, me ask, let me ask you a question. I'm starting the clock, by the way, right now to see how long it takes from uh, lips to uh, butt. Excuse me? From lips to butt. How fast are you supposed to drink this? concoction i want to go back and, and like if if you are drinking something that actually oh, makes God. your system expel everything that you have in your digestive tract do you really think that that product is going to taste good like that's probably no, no that's i knew being, it wouldn't. yeah it's probably an assumption that's not a good assumption i knew it wouldn't you're right and everybody warns you yeah. that it tastes lousy it's just like I, I'm just saying I can't even imagine how much worse it would taste without at least the benefit of putting a flavored yeah. electro, electrolyte yeah. electrolyte pack in there. I mean, it is really – it's got a terrible aftertaste. Is that what you guys have found? Yes. It's like putting a bow tie terrible. on a cow pie. You know, yeah, a bow tie yeah, on a turd. It's got a terrible yeah. aftertaste. Yeah. They're not serving this at Dairy Queen. No, they're I not. Mean, this yeah, is, you're not getting this in a this, flurry. This is, oh. a col- this is a colonoscopy special right here. Is Jesus. it starting to oh. churn at all? I mean, are you feeling not that? Yet. No? I'm only like halfway through it, though. Hold all right. Chug, 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 chug. And by the way, the public service message here is, even though we like to make uh, duty jokes, yeah. we like to talk about the butt gun, we like to make fun of colonoscopy, or not make fun of it, but have, have, fun, have with fun with the colonoscopy. Talk about uh, uh, how long can you stay awake after you get the anesthesia. I don't play that game the way you do. I right. think it's fun. I don't you either. Lean don't, into it. Like, yeah. yeah, I can't. Do it tomorrow, no. Carm. I think the, the biggest thing here is, is men, this is very, yeah. very important. There's a very important test here. Yes. The age of 45 or whatever your doctor yeah, says. Um, don't be scared of this. No, this is very, very important to do when your doctor uh, says it is time to get yeah. your first colonoscopy. Yeah. yeah, don't run from it. Nope, go to it. 
It's an important checkup to get. Mm-hmm. Um, because if you catch it early, don't yes. be scared. Because if you catch it early, the survival rate and the technology and all the medicine cool. today is much, much greater. Very well so said. So if you get it early, it is very, very good. Can, and don't wait on this stuff for men's health. Amen. Well said. Well Amen. Said. And women, too, honestly. And, and women as right. well. Right. And, My wife Amen. and I both have to get ours. Again. Uh, it, it is a good public service uh, uh, message and announcement. So as much goofing around as we do, uh, Toby's right. It, hidden in the fact that uh, uh, this will be my first one, so we decided to have some fun with it. And I'm drinking this thing now. And at some point here, I'm going to be on the toilet. Uh, well, you're going to stick with us for that, too. Games. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to stick with you what for happens that. No, no, I'm not. That's disgusting. That's crossing the line. I'm not going to sit on the toilet while you get. How about this? How about this? Is like, first of all, can we go back into like it doesn't the game that you're talking about doesn't sound healthy where you try to resist the effects completely. Just see how anesthesia. I don't say fight it. That's no. I just see how long you can stay awake for. Like they say, all right, count down backwards from ten, and then see can you get to eight? Can you get to six? And I love it because I think it's the best sleep of my life. It's like a game of bags or, you know, pop a shot. I mean, this is like, what kind of game is that? Well, because first of all, I, like I said, I love the sleep. It's the best sleep I ever get. It's fantastic. I'm telling you, you're going to love it, Carm. You're going to blink. You're going to be out. And then you're going to think you were out for hours. And then you're going to be like, they're going to be waking you up. And you're like, huh? Huh? Where am I? And they're like, you're done. And then, and Silly's like, can you do it again? And then they're going to say, you were out for 12 minutes. Uh, 12 I do minutes. remember the last time I had to be put out, for, I had an endoscopy, the upper, you know, they were just looking at some stuff in the upper GI tract. And so, not a colonoscopy, but the endoscopy. And I do remember, Sylvia, right. I remember like a guy sort of standing over me, wheeling. I, I knew I was being wheeled somewhere, I could feel it. And I looked up and I opened my eyes and he goes, hey, how you feeling? I go, Pretty good. And I'm like, are we starting? And he goes, dude, you're done. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh, wow. <laughs> you really have no idea. Silly wants a propofol uh, milkshake every night just to get some sleep. I mean, you, uh, crazy. I think what you should do tomorrow is take your cell phone with you. And if we continue to play this game and oh. be with us as you are given the shots of anesthesia and, and see how can... long you can hang with us. And let's see how you respond. And then let's keep um, the phone in the bed, wherever they're doing the procedure, so if you start to babble about anything, we can hear what you say. Oh, no, that's dangerous. So, let me give you an update. The first, uh, and I have to do this again at like 4.15 in the morning, but the, the, the 16-ounce uh, drink that I had to have is done, and then they tell you to immediately follow it up with 16 ounces of regular water. Flush it. So, I've done that. I just consumed 32 ounces of fluids, including the prep and uh i don't really feel anything yet but okay we're at five minutes exactly right now car that that is like he's so you know what i'm not drunk i don't feel the effects of that alcohol next thing you know you're laying on the ground you will Um, be asking for you will be asking for a seat belt here soon i I had to do come on waddle let me see waddle waddle was making fun of this and, and then he's like, this doesn't sound right. Whenever he always tries to trump the Northwestern doctors. I had to do just the upper colonoscopy uh, like six months ago or eight months ago. It's not the total where they go all the way in. It was just uh, like the upper, whatever they call it. 
The upper colonoscopy? Just I don't know. The, I'm not a doctor. colonoscopy. I don't know either. It, I don't well, know there's I, an upper there's and a lower. There's a term for this. It, it, or like just in not that far. And you're awake for just it. Just a tip? So you just, yeah, just oh, the tip. Just a tip? There, so anyway, I had a, my prep for this was an enema. I had to give myself an enema. I had to lay on my yeah. side and I had to squirt oh. something in. And oh. literally, you're supposed to wait. You're supposed to have this in your body for five minutes. That was hard to even have in my body for five minutes because you feel so much pressure and so much blow. You have oh to get God. rid of this out of your body. It was no that's fun. No I fun that, sounds, that, that, that sounds like no fun at all. That sounds like more complicated than just drinking this liquid. I you will just, say, you, you were just getting the tip. You weren't getting the whole thing either, right? It was the, just uh, a simple one. see what this is called. It was a simple one. The, 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 the week later, he had to go back for, no, I won't say it. Never mind. <laughs> I, I was going to get us in trouble. It's not unhinged. Is it crossing? I, I thought, although I think it would have been a funny joke. Is it crossing the line for me to tell you guys? Uh, I guess I'm going to cross it. Anyway, I do feel like my butt cheeks tightening up here a little uh, bit. <laughs> I think that may I, just be anxiety kicking in. Is that what it is? is Pretty it soon you're going to you're going to you're going to resemble Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> with the legs? Is that with the legs? That's an all time scene, isn't it? You're going to uh, be begging the scene. The scene in Van Wilder is pretty good too. Begging for it to stop. Uh, well, I don't know. Listen, we don't have to. The right, countdown us can continue. Give us a text, okay? I'll, let us know. I'll shoot you guys a text because it's gross. I'm not going to stay on the phone while I'm actually. And let's pooping, see, just but, like when you when you go to sleep tomorrow and you count down and see how long you can stay awake, yeah. see how long you can stay without going to the toilet. Oh boy! You, wow. I'm going to try. You guys have the timer going, so just I'll text you when it happens, and at least that way you'll know. And the you eagle has landed. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'll text. See you, Carmen. Carmen has landed. All right, boys. Yeah, Carmen He's getting uh, his first colonoscopy, and again, we joke about it. It's important for all you guys. Of course. When the doctor says it's time, it's time. Don't run for it. It's time for me. I've got to go get my. I had one five years ago. I've got to get one here. What do you? Did you make an appointment? I'm going to make one the next week or so. Yeah, let's do it. Next week or so. My wife has got to do it as well. Okay, we'll do it. I will. Don't deflect and say your wife needs to do it. My point. Is is we both have to. We're both. She's actually a year overdue. I'm just a month overdue right now. Now, uh, Cap and uh, Mindy did no, the. No, we're not uh, going it together. The his and hers, like a massage. No, we're not doing that. They were holding hands while they got it. That sounds. I don't know. I, no, I don't do. I don't know that they can do that. Right. The room I went into to have mine, and there That's wasn't Cap said there wasn't he, double occupancy. There was just one per room, and then they just wheel you out. I will say this, and then there's just a whole line of people with just a curtain pulled around. I didn't experience that. Delavitt used to tell us that there used to be like this room where they would pee, the recovery room, and you would hear everyone tooting. And it was the recovery room from the colonoscopy. I don't remember any of the mass tooting going no, on. No, and it was everyone no. recovering from the I colonoscopy. I think they do this like now also. You don't have to go to a hospital. There's like a, you know, they have surgical centers yeah, sure. as well. Yeah, sure. Just outpatient surgical yeah. centers. For sure. Uh, Ballancourt in the South Loop. When's the last time you had a colonoscopy, Ballancourt? <laughs> hey, man. I ain't had one of those in a while, man. I ain't never had one of those. It's time. Don't <laughs> you, you time. Guys, I have one. Hey, man, you guys spent almost 25 minutes talking about that, man. I'm well, scared it's, now. It's, no, it's, it's, it's to protect and it's, it's for good health. 
Wow. <laughs> Maybe we saved a life right there. Exactly. Oh, that's true. You saved a lot of lives. It is true. I'm a hey, real talk. But, um, <laughs> hey, I called in about the Bulls, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Nobody shoot three points on the Bulls. Is that true? No one. There, there aren't any good no shooters, one. no. Okay. So what is the Bulls going to do when the NBA implements a four-point shot? They're going to be in trouble. They're going to be at the bottom, man. The four-point shot. When's that coming? That's right. It's coming. It's coming. They're doing it on. Hey, they're doing it in the parks now. Check this out. The Bulls need to trade the starting lineup, man. We need to get some shooters in there and some winners. Ain't that what Mike Singletary said? We need winners. <laughs> when's the when's, Is this rocking jocks? When's the four-point shot coming? Hey, man, it's, it's coming, bro, because they're doing it in the park right now, man. Hey. Even if the four-point shot never comes to fruition, I would still like to see some guys that can make the three-point shot. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. What are they going to do? What are they going to do when the four-point shot is in the NBA? They're Where gonna, is the four-point shot? Is it like from the first row of the uh, the seats on the uh, floor? Or is it like just shy of half court? Yeah, you know what's, you know what's funny, guys? Steph Curry is already doing that. They just ain't calling it the four-point shot. Okay. The Bulls is in trouble. Thanks, Bellancourt. Yeah, I, look, I, I want some guys that can make threes before the guys that can make fours. I guess if you can make threes, then would you just the natural, would the natural assumption be that if you're good at threes, if you move back a couple more feet and you're shooting fours, that you'd be good at that too? Rob Manford would definitely implement the four-point shot. Would he? Oh, Yes. With all the new baseball rules? Probably so. Yeah. And then if you became a guy that was the best at it, you probably wouldn't be available or eligible to go into their Hall of Fame, right? <laughs> Depends if you were juicing or not. 312-332-3776. If you miss Mel Kuyper, we'll replay that for you coming up at 5. We need some guys who can shoot the four. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Don't forget many different ways you can listen, you can watch. There's twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. You can watch. Uh, my favorite way to listen is on 100.3 HD2. If you've got HD radio in your car, if you've got a new car, uh, 100.3, then click up one. Make sure your HD radio is enabled. Then it's crystal clear HD FM radio. That's the way I do it, and uh, it's absolutely spectacular. Of course, there's still AM1000, and download that ESPN Chicago app. Uh, Scott in Lake Forest, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Scotty? Good afternoon, guys. Thanks for taking my call. You got it. I, I was really excited to hear that the uh, option of going from one to two and two to four was uh, not a, a pipe dream, according to Mel. But here, take this another step further. With all the salary cap money we have, what are your thoughts if we could afford to get both Orlando Brown Jr. as a left tackle from Kansas City, pick up Deron Payne, the three technique out of Washington, and then trade back from like four to seven to Oakland, still pick up either the Texas Tech edge or the Iowa edge, and really start you know uh, grabbing a whole bunch of draft picks. 
Well, if you if if your suggestion is it was is that I'm going to get a starting left tackle, a very good three technique defensive tackle, and an edge rusher, I'll sign up for that plan all day, every day. That's what I'll do. No, it's a question. I mean, the, the two free agents. What's that? Could we afford them, both oh, Brown, yeah. with the cap space? I think so. Yeah, I mean, they've got over $100 million to spend, right? And even if you thought it was going to eat up the majority of the cap, can't you write the contracts in such a way that it would, you know, not not be too uh, restrictive going forward? I think you can get creative. That's the point, Scott. They have, they've got so much flexibility with what they can do. Now, we've talked to other people, though, that think that, I think Dan Durkin has talked to us in the past about guys that may not resonate with you or don't come to the front of your brain as quickly, but will help your team as well. Who else were we talking to about uh, recently? Gosh, who were, was it yesterday? Who were we talking was to? Was it Mays? Mays was also telling us about guys that, you know, you don't necessarily have to go for the names of, of the guys who are listed at the top of the free agent class in different positions. You could still find value with guys. But thanks for the call, Scott. Like, listen, I think you'll get a good insight in Orlando Brown. I mean, Ryan Poles was part of that organization. We'll find we'll find out if he loves them or if he doesn't, based on you know how they you know if whether or not they pursue him. So we'll see. I don't uh, look like that's the the point is is he can do a lot of that stuff. Of course, if he wants to. Yes, there will be options. Whether you want to spend a ton of your money this year or you want to. Spread it however you want to do it. You have, look, I don't care what he does or how he does it. Just do it the right way. Mm-hmm. Build uh, us a team. Eddie on the north side, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Eddie? Hey, boy. So just a public service announcement because my dad died of oh. stomach cancer when he was 52. Whenever you go for that thing, you do the upper and the lower at the same time. Just get it out of the way. That's the smartest thing you've ever said on this station, Eddie. That's good advice. Yeah, I'm I'm totally serious about it because that's that's they have to go. Every food goes down and goes out, and you need to check everything out from down the thing. They find polyps. They and then the bad thing is 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 the thing you're waiting. For them to test the polyps that you know, you know, they're positive, negative, and whatever like that. But I'll, I'll get off the whole thing about that thing. Why don't we draft this quarterback that everybody's talking about in Kentucky and have bullets in our gun? Then, you know, if people want this guy so much, is you know, we can sit on him with Justin. If Justin doesn't work out, we have another guy, and hopefully Justin will trade for a number one draft pick the next year. And there we go. We're sitting with everything. But we should draft a wide receiver. And I like the guy from TCU, but I don't know if he's going to last that long. You know what they say, if you've got two quarterbacks, you don't have one. Yeah, I know. Well, I, but everyone wants them. Maybe the Colts would stay. Eddie, i got to be honest. I think, I think you're more equipped to give upper GI and lower GI uh, advice. Than actually yeah, suge- new thing. Yes. Yes. as opposed to suggesting we, we draft yeah. another quarterback. But but we have if the the Colts I've seen a lot of these uh these draft like mocks and everything like the Bears will trade the number one to Indy because they want this guy from Kentucky Willis. And I'm not sure where they're gonna give up for it, but if you have the guy in your hands it's like, wait a minute! You're going to have to give us more now. You mean, you know Will, what I mean? Will Levis? Yeah, Willis. 
Yeah, I, you yeah, kind of ran well, his names to his name together. Where, where did uh, where did Levis play college football? Kentucky. Where did uh, Tim Couch play college football? <laughs> I don't know about Tim Couch, but you well, know well, what? Well, where did Tim Couch play college football? Sylvie, I haven't he play- heard about this guy from Stanford. Also, well, no, no, no. Uh, you're saying, well, where did Tim Couch play college football? I don't know. I don't Kentucky. even know. I, that guy was. Bad. Why would you ever take a, co- a a player, a quarterback out of Kentucky? Okay. Do you know where one- Jared Lorenzen played yeah, football? Yeah, you forgot about hey. him. God rest See, I'm playing yes. your game now. I'm playing Sylvie, the Ohio Sylvie. State game. Yeah. Playing the, I'm playing the Eddie on the North Side game. Sylvie, the last point is Mel Kuyper. Yeah. If you listen to guys like that, yeah. you miss on guys like Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, even Stephon Diggs drafted, what, fifth, sixth, seventh round? So is your advice, Eddie, that we dial into your drafts? Preview? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm not saying that, but we need a guy in the Bears that thinks out of the box. Wait a minute. We're not going to draft first, second, or even maybe even third round. Look at all these stars that come after that, and they are superstars. Trade you know down I mean? to the sixth round. That's what we should do. Not all right. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, Eddie. Good all advice right, boy, to start to call. Have a great night. You Love too, you buddy. Bye. Doesn't, doesn't Mel have Levis as number the top quarterback on his big board? He, I think he did, but he's got him going third. No, but his, his big board. His big board, yes. He's got Levis now. I believe one. that's the case. I just don't, like, everyone compares Will Levis to to Josh Allen. I'm not so sure that, that Will or that uh, Mel was doing that exactly, but because of his size. Josh Allen's 6'5 and 245, right? Like, Will Levis is 6'2 and a half, 6'3, 220. Yeah. Like, they're not the same size. Kuiper will get you excited. You hear Kuiper oh, yeah. talk and draft. You hear him talk. All this is bear specific. Wait till you hear this stuff. If you missed it earlier, um, you're going to love this. A lot of Bears thoughts here. A lot of Justin Fields thoughts. Some Chase Claypool thoughts. Um, stuff about trading down multiple times. Mel Kuyper Jr. coming up next.